Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your loving kindness and your grace and mercy that you showed to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for this time together in your word, God, a time for spiritual growth and maturity, Lord, and a time where we can draw closer to you, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, the blessings that you're pouring out on them, Lord, in their homes, in their businesses, in their schools, Lord, wherever it is that you have them. We thank you for the divine protection that you've given to each and every one of them, Lord, and we just thank you for ministering on their behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited to get back into the word with each of you this morning, Mm -hmm. so thank you for for tuning in and for listening. And this morning we are still or continuing our discussion in Acts chapter 24 on verses 1 through 21. So if you're just joining us or need a refresh on those scriptures, I want to encourage you to pause the episode at this time and just take the opportunity to do that. And you can join us when you're done and make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, and at this time, we are going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So we'd like to begin. Charles, why don't you begin today? I Okay. <laughs> um, so what the Lord was speaking to me about as we have been talking and reading inside this chapter, we see that both... Um, the Jews and Paul have stated their defense, and the Lord brought me to scripture in Proverbs. Um, that would be Proverbs 18, verse 13. He who answers a man before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was just showing me, um, actually, let me back up. Previously, we had been talking quite a bit about how the Lord was using the Romans, um, even though they weren't. we don't have indication that they were saved, mm-hmm. meaning that he was still working through them. And we can see here was that, the Lord does not necessarily need us or is beholden to people in order to accomplish his will. He was just showing me that um, most times we talk about how the Lord has to have a willing vessel. And we think that if we're unwilling, that we all but stop the Lord's plan totally. And the Lord <laughs> should show me that that's not how it works. Um, we see that in Esther where it says that if you don't do this, this is my paraphrasing of what Mordecai said to Esther. Um, if you don't step up and fill this role, somebody else is going to do it and you're going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we can see can that. I, can here. I give you one more example? Yes. What about Jesus? Where the, he was told to have the, st- the people stop crying out. And his response was, if they stop, then the stones will cry out. Mm-hmm. So Amen. Beautiful. he can use a, an inanimate object to carry out his purpose. And we, we oftentimes refer to because It is a a miracle, right? Mm -hmm. But Balaam's donkey. There's clearly no voice, but yet is speaking as a man. Preached a salvation message. 
<laughs> right? Definitely save Balaam's <laughs> life. So, so if he can use if he can use a donkey, uh-huh. he can raise up someone else. And mm-hmm. if if people will purpose to be in opposition to him, he can use a stone. Amen. And he said the same thing to Abraham. He can raise up children of Israel right out of these stones when they were in the wilderness. Oh. Right. He was talking about talking to Moses, and then I think John the Baptist repeated something similar exactly. to that. Um, but you know what? I, I want to take a moment and highlight. That's really good what you brought up, LeCharles, that um, you, we're not going to stop the plan of God by our lack of cooperation. He will find another vessel who is willing. But I, I just want to zoom in on that for a moment because that happens every day. That literally happens every day, and we don't realize it sometimes. God is looking to use us for some purpose. Sometimes it's small, but sometimes it's you know grander, but we just can't perceive what he's doing. And so we refuse him, and we turn him down, and he goes right on and offers it to someone else, and someone else fills that role. He's not, he knows what we're going to choose, but it doesn't stop him from giving us the opportunity to do right. He knew Balaam was going to go and keep persisting to try to get his own way. He knew that Ananias was going to continue to persecute Paul after he'd already persecuted. How many disciples has he persecuted at this by this point? He knew that these people were going to come. He knew that Felix was going to make the decision that he ended up making, and he's not surprised by any decision. But what he does, because he is a gracious God, a holy God, he wasn't surprised by Adam and woman in the garden. Not at all. But what he does is he gives us a choice. He honors his decision to let us decide. And if there's no other option, then there's no choice. Correct? Yes. 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 So he presents it and he, he leaves it there like, hey, I left a good choice for you. I, I left my best. But if you will not have it or partake of it, then you miss your opportunity. And it's going to be the next person who will say yes to me. I've already counted on. He knew Saul was going to deny him and serve himself rather than serve God, King Saul. Yes. He had already he had already been watching David. He had already known David before the foundation of the world. Saw him and been working with him out in the in the fields, being a, a small shepherd of sheep. And he's like, oh, when as soon as Saul fell, he wasn't like, ooh, let me think, let me think, let me think. Oh, what am I going to do now? Oh, what now, what now? Nope. He said, I have one. I have a king after my own heart. Stop crying about him, Samuel, and come on out here and anoint this next one I told you about. So we need to understand that and also put more diligence to how we pursue God, that we're looking for him. And even in the things that we, what does this matter, God? Why does it matter if I pick up this dirty Kleenex? It's not my trash, Lord. It only matters because he said so. He's giving you an opportunity to partake in something. And it may be as limited to picking up that dirty Kleenex. It's not yours, but it may be leading to something much grander. Yes. Take every opportunity with great... Great caution. Right, but he's he's our heavenly father. He's looking mm-hmm. for obedience in the same way that we as natural parents and children are are look for obedience amongst our children, right? Yes. And yes. Do we need our children to do the things that we give them opportunity to do? Although children might say, oh, that's not an opportunity. I don't want to clean. I don't want right. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We we're more than capable of doing it ourselves. But how is that preparing you for the things that, or I'll say for ultimately to be mothers and fathers or fathers and mothers yourselves, right? To or be just parents to take care yourselves. of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Or just basic care of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
But most of the time when the Lord speaks to us, especially about the small things, it's an effort to get us ready for promotion. Amen. David wasn't ready to sit on the throne the moment he was anointed. He wasn't ready to be king. God knew that, but he had the heart of a king. And under that Lord's tutelage, he became ready. But God saw him when he was faithful over the little sheep and how he cared for them. And he was willing to go kill the lion and the bear. God saw him when he was out there singing praises to the Lord, even when no one else thought he was worth anything. God saw that and said, hmm, that's the heart of the king. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll work with that and I will cultivate and develop. But if you resist him in the little development, you won't get to the promotion. Amen. Now, Charles, please continue with your thoughts, sir. Which, um, yes, then the Lord uh, put that into another uh, thing that he was revealing to me, which was most times when we look at this, we believe that in some manner or some way that the, what the Lord says is different than what he says in his word. Mm-hmm. We believe we get different instructions if he speaks to us directly and it does um, absolves us from obligations to read our Bibles or to do what it says in the word. And we feel like the Lord has changed. And Mama, you mentioned that before we started recording that how people think that the Lord was changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament, meaning that they thought the Lord was just some angry figure sitting on a throne in the Old Testament, but now he's sweet as pie, mm-hmm. like a Sour Patch Kid. Mm-hmm. But how the Lord just showed me that it is both together what may seem contrary to in our own minds because I've known the Lord has told me to do things. So I say, Lord, that makes no sense. This, 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 and this, Lord, you mm-hmm. have not put this into your calculations, Lord. <laughs> and Lord had to tell me, be quiet. I have already taken care of it. Ooh. And when I did what the Lord told me to do, it ended up working out. And the Lord just reminded me of that's the same as true in our own lives. We may not try to, we may not be resisting the Lord, but when we just take one thing that the Lord has said and cast off restraint with the other, mm-hmm. that leads us into certain destruction. Mm-hmm. Obey everything, all that he commands. He says, obey all that I commanded you this day. A-L-L. That means all, total. In its entirety, complete. Because guess what? If you are resistant in one thing, you are in opposition to the Lord. You are yes. resisting him. Uh, one little aspect. So uh, let's just make a plan for everyone. First and foremost, ourselves, but also for the listeners, right? Don't resist the Lord in anything he has for you. And how do you know it's the Lord? It always produces peace. It always produces fruit. It, it exhibits his nature his character, and his attributes. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn how to hear the voice of God. Amen. It's not automatic. You have to learn how to hear his voice and you have to practice following him. That means start start where you are. Whenever mm-hmm. he says one thing, don't let it go by. Do it. Obey him. And it'll become easier to hear his voice, to recognize it in a timely manner and to obey. But the more you resist, the harder it is. So, um, you know, don't let excuses like, well, I don't know God's voice. I don't hear God like you do. You guys seem to read the Bible all the time. Hey, if you want it, you got to come get it. Excuse me. Jesus is knocking at the door. Don't make excuses for why you don't follow him. Just get up and do it. And he'll work with you. He'll get you where he needs you to be. He just needs a willing heart to cooperate. Promise. Do you have something, baby? Yes. And the Lord's talking to me about um, verse one, where it talks about, um, how the high priest and the elders came to talk to also Tertullius and how they came to talk to Felix and application to the response. And 
Lord brought my attention to the previous chapter where it said that it was the chief priests and the elders who helped were trying to help with the Jews and murdering Paul, and mm-hmm. how it was the same elders that were here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how the Lord especially was reminding me of how inside of our own lives, we seem to forget our own, our previous intentions and try to mask and say, well, I was just trying to do that for your own good. And then try to um, mm-hmm. take what we originally meant as ill and then try to spin it around and say that I was meant for something good. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that instead of trying to spin something around to make it seem good, we have to actually make sure that it's good. And actually purify um, the human nature that's inside of him and not try to just leave it and try to cover it up and think that's repentance, but actually repent from the act and actually turn around. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. That is a true statement. We shouldn't dress up our sin, try to color code it, you know, um, put rose colored glasses on when we look and examine ourselves or try to not examine ourselves at all. But as you said, Layla, in the previous podcast, be naked and open before God as you already are and come to him as a dear child and go, yes, Lord, I did want to kill them. I hated them in my heart and I'm sorry. I know that's not right. Acknowledge and admit what it is. That's what repentance is, is acknowledging your sin and your shortfall for what it is. And then giving God the opportunity to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, um, if you're already saved. And if you're just coming to him, let him still wash you in his blood and forgive all of your sins and welcome you into his open arms. And he throws those sins in the sea of forgetfulness. And he remembers them no more because that's his good pleasure to not remember ill about us. He wants to remember us as he sees us. So amen to that. You still got anything to say, sweetie? Here's my and Lord also brought my attention to verse nine, where it said, "And the Jews also sent it, maintaining that these things were so." Mm-hmm. But um, inside my Bible, it gives what it was originally says that they also joined inside of the attack. They joined the attack. Mine says that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Lord showed me that when someone's attacking, usually does attack doesn't usually mean peace. It usually means that there's violence going along with it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that instead of trying to especially when we're trying to prove other people wrong, not necessarily trying to look from a perspective of going, you're wrong, but trying to bring them in alignment with what the word and the Lord has said. And the Lord showed me that if we try to prove people wrong instead of trying to, as in trying to say you're wrong about this, instead of trying to allow them, to, the Holy Spirit to speak to them, mm-hmm. you'll always come from a place of hatred because you think that they're wrong. At the very least, natural anger. Um, hatred is a progression from natural anger, but at the very least, you'll be in fleshly anger in addressing those people. And the the word of God tells us to restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness and with love. And that it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. Doesn't mean that you have to be nice and nicey quiet, you know, mousy quiet. (laughs) And that's not, that's not God. Those are not God characteristics, but the spirit of love is firm. It can correct. It does exhort, it does rebuke, but it's not to the destruction of the character of the person. It's not a character assassination or a um, condemnation of the person, but it's a loving restoration that speaks truth, that offers discipline and counsel, but also provides a way to be reconciled to God, provides a pathway back to him, not exile. So if it satisfies and gratifies your flesh, 
then there you have it. That's the answer. You're in your flesh. But if it honors God and it keeps the word of God and it does not grieve the Holy Spirit and it's led by Holy Spirit in his timing, then you're right on the mark. Now, when we say peace, we are talking about the peace of God. Go ahead, baby. You have something? So not on, on it ties to your, your thought in, on peace, right? But let's get down to the core, the core thing here, right? I was trying to, as, as we've discussed in here, quelch the Holy Spirit, try to stop the move of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And Paul says this in verse 14, and when he begins his, if you will, confession of the things that they were saying, right? Mm-hmm. This is what the accusations are against me. And he first starts with, uh, that I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect. So I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. And and we need to focus in on that for a second here, Mm -hmm. right? Because the argument and what they were trying to do is say, this is different, this is a a new religion, Mm -hmm. which under Roman rule and law, the law or rule was that there was no new religions allowed. Mm. So they were, as in the elders here, right? The high priest and his elders and even Tortullus, right? Is saying, trying to have this crushed mm-hmm. by saying it's a new religion when Paul's saying, no, 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 no. We are literally the same. We are following the same not religion, but God, mm-hmm. right? And, and you see this, and this is why we need to understand this. You can look back to even the, you know, all the preceding parts of the Bible. And it talks about when others, right, Gentiles, those from the nations, choose to become a proselyte or convert, right? Mm-hmm. And become part of your people. You see this with Ruth, right? And what did she say? Your God is my God. And your mm-hmm. people, my people, mm-hmm. right? Who she was clearly from Canaan, right? You see the same thing with Rahab the harlot, and, mm-hmm. and the Lord honored them, and they are in the lineage of Christ. Amen. Right. So, so what Paul is saying here in in his defense is they're trying to separate us, and, and I say this because it's also something that you know, I'll say modern day, mm-hmm. many have just come to accept. Oh, there's a difference between Jews and Christians. Aside from trying to follow every aspect of the law in the Old Testament, right? If you will, like all the the written, you shall not do this, or and mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments part, but you know what foods to eat and all these other things, which mm-hmm, Paul addresses mm-hmm. repeatedly throughout his writings, throughout the Book of Acts, throughout mm-hmm. you know writings to the Galatians, the Corinthians, and and all these other groups and people mm-hmm. formerly gentiles that are now grafted in and part of the seed of abraham he's saying no we're the same mm-hmm. and but he's saying this is how the lord meant for it for his word to be followed from the beginning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is the real thing right here exactly this is the truth paul the fullness and, of it. and i find it very interesting that he's using paul who if you will sits in both camps Mm-hmm. He is a Jew, but he is a Roman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And saying, no, no, we're, we're the same. This is my God. 
Mm-hmm. I, he is my heavenly father. I am his people. I am his servant, even though I, he has standing, if you will, is in, in Roman citizenship. Right. But first and foremost, he's a Jew. And, and even Tarsus, where he came from, historically, it was a Jewish community that was given citizenship because of their support mm-hmm. to the Roman rule and helping fight off invaders and people that were trying to claim the land. That's why they were given citizenship in the first place. Mm. So, historically, now, the city was conquered many times. Now, here, here he is, and this is the, the bigger part for us to understand, is human nature tries to, and, and the enemy tries to create divisions amongst mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. And what, what is happening here is Paul is saying, no, 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 we're literally the same. We are literally the same people. We are serving the same God. So, so it's important for us to understand that. Because mm-hmm. while the world will try to, to differentiate things mm-hmm. and, and religions and even say, oh, this is a new sect. It's a new religion. It's a new... No, we're, God is our God. Mm-hmm. We are serving the same God, the, the God of the Bible, God. The God of Abraham, of Abraham Isaac, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac, and Jacob. That Amen. is, he is our God, and, and we f- are his people, or his children. Mm-hmm. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Got to clarify. But that's mm-hmm. the way, the truth, and life, which is mm-hmm. what he acknowledges here. Confess to you that according to the way, that's, that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That is how we have access. Amen. You know, I was going to bring up that same section. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> and what I saw was that the, the people that were penalizing Paul or persecuting him had conveniently cut off the prophets. Amen. They kept saying he's breaking the law, the law of Moses, the law of Moses, and leaving off the prophets. But, um, you know, just like what you said, the prophets represents the moving of the Spirit of God, the spiritual flow Mm-hmm. with the word, right? The written word of God. And so if you just take the word without the Holy Spirit, you can twist it in your mind to do anything you want. Remember that even the devil himself quoted scripture to the living word, Jesus, the son of God in the flesh, he quoted the word in a misrepresentation of the application of the word. And Jesus was like, no, that's not ap- that's not how that is applied. That's tempting the Lord, right? And Jesus provided a correct application of the word. So without the Holy Spirit, you can manipulate and twist the Bible Mm -hmm. a million different ways, right? And you can make it say whatever you want. People have. And they have done that, exactly. But if you have the spirit of the true and living God, if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you cannot and will not do such a thing because Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. So that quenching the move of the spirit, which is, again, because this is not about the people. It's about the wicked spirits behind it. Right. And, and again, Paul's saying, we here's the core of everything. God is our God, right? Mm-hmm. We're serving the same God. The Godhead. It, the Godhead. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. And then he's saying, we also believe at the core this very thing, that there is a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, because our faith, hope, and trust is in the Lord God, right? The the Godhead in full, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and the redemptive work of Christ, right? We have this. Now, that's what Paul is saying. They just believe that they're right, and we talked about this in 
previous episodes, how the Pharisees believe that there is a resurrection while the Sadducees did not. But -hmm. he's saying we are believing at the core the same things. Mm -hmm. The difference is allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us in how it's carried out. Mm -hmm. But he's saying at the core, we're the same. So understand that in full and don't allow the enemy to come in and create and cause division. And now... Please, please understand this. We're not talking about the coexist little thing. No, that not we at all. See all these other worshiping all these pagan gods and everything as one. No, 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 no. I rebuke that in the almighty Amen. name of Jesus. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the one true and living God. <clears throat> Excuse me. That being one. There's neither Jew nor Greek, right? Neither yes. male nor female in the kingdom of God. And understanding and respecting that factor, what the Lord said, not any kind of idolatry or false god. No, and, and Jesus said it, well, Scripture says it, so the Lord said it himself, salvation comes from the Jews. Amen. And that was all embodied within Jesus, mm-hmm. Christ of Nazareth. And it has to be by faith. Amen. That's right. So there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, you know, a, a huge thing, and, you know, which came at the end. However, it's important for us to understand that. So let's pause there for today and allow Holy Spirit to speak and minister to you and for you to search out scripture and, you know, examine those things that we say to find out if it's so. Not offended in the slightest. Amen. Get your Bibles out. Yes. Amen, right? So that being said, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us the opportunity to come to you, Lord, and to listen to you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I also thank you for giving us everything that we need, Lord, and just showing us how we should walk inside of you, Lord, so that whatever you tell us to do, Lord, that we do it obediently, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I also thank you for showing us what's right and what's wrong, Lord, so that we're not out of alignment with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.